WHUPLP Hillsboro. Today's feature is William Endless Will Davis, author of Broken Perception and Fallen Apples. He's a spoken word artist who is dedicated to contributing the tradition of poetry and living form. Ambitious in his craft and performance, Endless Will offers audience unforgettable performance and invokes thoughts, introspection, and connection as a community. Today, we get to talk to the man himself, Endless Will. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry, you are now in tune to the world's definition of art, listeners being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. We got episode 20. We switching it up today. Your host, usually your boy Endless Will, he's going to get interviewed by a good friend, a longtime mentor of mine, Church, the poet. You guys may recognize him from our feature on episode five, but I brought him back in here so he can ask me some questions considering he's so familiar with my poetic journey. So, Church, let's have some fun, brother man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Listen, man, I, I'm honored for you to even ask me to be like the host for your section. You know what I'm saying? This your segment. I get to be the host for you, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, that's big in, in itself, man. But let me, you know what? I want people to know who you are like you've been doing some great things not only doing publishing but you've also done some of the plays we've done so tell us about you and what pushes you like we know you the poet laureate of Hillsboro. so tell us what what pushes endless will uh, to be honest with you what pushes me is like my name like endless will comes from wanting so much that endless is what it is endless and will that drive want that wish and I've had very humble beginnings as a kid. So knowing what inadequacy and want feels like and not wanting to put myself in that position where I'm feeling like I want again. So I'm always trying to drive and, and uh, strive for goals, man. Like me wanting things is a big part of my life. Like uh, I have a good friend of mine I've known for a long time, Eric Hogle. Shout out to my, one of my best friends, Eric Hogle. He calls me an overachiever because he knows I'm always trying to get something that's unexpected. It's like, man, like that's not even in your realm. Like how did you get that? So it's just always knowing what's expected of a person and switching it up and just getting your own, man. That's that's it. That's that's what kind of keeps me driven, church. That's what's up, man. Listen. So being the fact that you, I know a couple of years ago, um I know you was out doing some uh, open mic events and stuff and featuring and all of a sudden you just was like showed up like, "Yo, church, I got this publishing company." We was like, what? You got to do what? 
But yeah, tell us about the publishing company and how that's been fueling your energy and the fact that you have two books on your own. And I know actually you've published another book that was just all erotic with some of the other artists in the area. So tell us about that. Yeah, so my first um, book that I put out there is erotic poetry. It's called We Came Together. It's an anthology. And just transitioning and getting that book published through a different publisher um, was kind of fun and interesting. Like, how could I do this myself? Uh, considering the process was so welcoming. And he was very easy to work with. Shout out to John LeCarbury out of New Orleans. That's who I uh, went with. And with doing research and trying to find out how to put myself in a position where, again, I don't want anymore. Like, I don't want to have to get a book published. I want to do it myself. Um, so going through that process of learning and getting accredited and getting a business license uh, for my company, Writer's Block Publishing, was very fun. And it has been um, an experience to connect with different writers across the um, country. I've published books from authors from Texas. I've published books from authors from Michigan. I've published books from authors in New Orleans. I've published quite a few um, books. I've published quite a few books through my company, Writer's Block Publishing. And like you said, yeah, it was just kind of a, a whim. I was thinking about it. I learned about it. I did it. And my company over the past four years, uh, we've published over 20 um, books. I've got some authors in Atlanta. I've got quite a few books that I'm working on now. So it's just a platform for authors to come through. Very easy process. You um, give me your manuscript. I'll take a look at it. I have a questionnaire you fill out letting me know what kind of book size you want, um, what book design that you want. Do you want your book on barnesandnoble.com? Do you want your book on amazon.com, on Kindle? I look at these things, you answer the questions, and then I pretty much get your book out. Okay. So pretty much that's that's big, man, on the fact that you're able to publish not only just yours but others, and you've got over 20 with your company. And they're on Amazon and, you know, um, <clears throat> some of the other different uh, platforms. That's what's up. So you know what? Kind of get a people, kind of what your how your how your poetry feels, and you know, mm -hmm. and then tell us about the poems and what what actually fuels that. You know, what I'm saying the the passion behind what you write. Um, I know you have some. I know it's probably something in there about your kids and stuff. So kind of give us one of them today too as well. You know, so y'all y'all listen up. We're gonna let let Innis Wheel rock this out right quick. Y'all, you listen to Church the Poet. That's what's up. I appreciate this, man. Like, uh, you coming up in here means a lot, man. I didn't just want anybody to come in here and, and, um, and be my host, bro. So for you to be my host, man, it means a lot. So this poem is titled Me. You asked me to give the audience a listening of myself. So this poem right here is titled Me. There is more to me than what you see. A man standing just a little shy of six feet with size 11 and a half feet and is here reciting poetry. No, I am a man that's deep, deeper than every ocean and sea and can relate to its ways because no one really knows how deep I am my own mystery. Product of my past miseries, my present victories, and I'm so looking forward for what's next for me. In this athletic slender frame, I have so much to gain. And for those of you who think you know me because you know my name, I am an endless beach and what you know is just a simple grain. I look at life with so much to gain. Born as a mere lump of clay and was molded into this by life's everyday maze and endless obstacles. My way of thinking is illogical compared to the norm, while being so thankful that this is the way that I was born and refused to conform. In this sticky honeycomb of life, I've strayed away from the swarm to start my own 
own hive. I can't relate to start it from the bottom now I'm here because I have no here. There is no cap to my there. My definition of success and an abyss can be compared. My euphoria is endless. My strive, relentless. Even as a little cum shot from my dad's spot, I promise myself to be committed. And me being here today proves to you that I did it. My journey will never be finished. I am a story without an ending because I have planted my seeds and I care for them, watering them with wisdom, giving them more than everything that they need. They are the reason why I can only succeed. You see, there is more to me than what you see. Behind this frame stands a lot of glory and shame, but I realize that there but I realize that through all my worries that I only have me to blame, meaning that it is up to me to change, so I do it. And for those of you who want to try to criticize and scrutinize, keep it to yourself because your opinion of me is just useless, literally so unavailing because I feel that me worrying about what others think will result in step towards me failing. So instead, I stay sailing on a boat driven by will, defined by the Webster's Dictionary as intend, desire, drive and want so again driven by will and with that as my name ladies and gentlemen how could i fail y'all give it up for endless will man that's dope and sally can hear your passion and everything in just that one poem um it's a lot of things that i know that you've overcome in just being here in the area i know when i first met you you was working with uh gemini hosting um one of our older events, not around anymore, but Words of Wisdom. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So I think you got a chance to see, get your feet wet in that aspect of of everything. It was um, funny, too, because uh, for people that recognize me in that scene, like I was a tablet poet then. I had like a giant tablet, and I'd go <laughs> up there. I had the brightness all the way up. It was like the most soothing area. The lights was always dark with the red walls in the background, and I'm sitting there illuminating the microphone with a tablet. So like the transition, man, mm -hmm. it has been... Um, very comforting and soothing. It just shows growth, like growth, 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 and want. Like I used to spit poems strictly from a tablet, so rhythmic. And now to have books out and to have this radio show and to be poet laureate in a publishing company and to have that influence, it just shows like I really want a lot, man. That's what's up, mom. So being it, um, I've been able to see you for I guess uh, what, five or six so years. Five six years. Yeah. So. What were you doing prior to the five? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know when you came in, you came with a blaze, um, you know, and the scene was was doing some transitioning um, with what was going on here. So how do you feel when you stepped in, you were able to help that? Um, I What I was doing before, I had just um, gotten divorced um, with my kid's mother, uh, Katrina. Shout out to Katrina. She's a good person, um, amazing person. We just could not connect on that marital bliss that we both needed so we decided to kind of separate and so me really transitioning from being with somebody for five to six years and being a single person that's where the pen came out like I always wrote in high school I wrote raps and then that divorce made poetry come out it was very crazy how amidst of me meeting you all maybe like six or seven months I wrote every day I didn't necessarily write as often, but that divorce and that separation, it wasn't any relationship breakdown poems, mm -hmm. like real just reflection poems. It was really crazy what my mind did in that transition of art, good art, poems about my kids, poems about my past, poems, poems, poems. And I would share them with my friends. And they was like, dang, bro, we didn't even know you did this. And my reflection was, I, I forgot that I used to do this. Mm -hmm. And... When I heard about Open Mic, there was a poetry event I heard about on the radio, um, the event at the Hay Tie, 
and I was dating this um, beautiful woman, one of those women that you date based upon how they look. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, she was drop-dead gorgeous. Her appearance was her looks. Like, that was her thing. And I got soaked into that draw of appearance. And that's where the bow tie pull came from. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because when you first met me, I would always be super dapper all the time. And it came from involving myself with somebody who put appearance first. Mm. Okay. So it okay. just it was a good it was a good mix at the time because I was known for being the dapper poet. But again, that was just a shell that I covered. You know, I was presenting myself to look nice because I really wasn't necessarily feeling good about myself at that time. And now it's like, yeah, throwing the bow tie, you feel good and you look good. Mm -hmm. But I went to a poetry event with this girl, very arrogant considering the confidence that she had gave me on my appearance. I thought I was about to win that thing, bro. And um, it was at the Hay Tide. Javon was there. Dasan was there. A lot of good heavy hitters were there. My first slam ever time ever touching a microphone, Church the Poet. And I spit a poem that I remember and I've never shared since then. Mm -hmm. I got the lowest score of the first round horrible poetry uh, um, time, but I, I loved it. Like it was something about losing at that moment. And the girl that I was dating, she wanted to leave. She was just like, you lost, let's leave. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm staying, I need to see this. And for me to connect with Dasan and Javon and Gemini, I met Gemini that day too. And I said, I want y'all to show me what I did wrong. And Dasan, we exchanged numbers. Gemini ended up linking that weekend she gave me some insight on how to do it the right way, and I've been flying ever since, man. It just came from losing that first round, dive, dive, uh, dating somebody who really wasn't good for me, but gave me some insight on outward confidence mm -hmm. and the turmoil of a divorce. It was just a lot in that, that melting pot, man, that built endless will. Okay, that's what's up. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have a musical guest in. Um, I think it, he's a dope artist. Uh, it's my cousin. This is this his cousin? Uh, yeah, shout, yeah, this is my cousin. Okay. Shout, shout out to Gotti Yachty. I reached out to him. Gotti I reached out to him, and I said, bro, I'm going to have my show. I'm about to feature on my radio show. I don't want to play no music but yours. You know what I'm saying? It got a lot of cursing in it, but I'm going to bleep that out. Y'all already know what I'm going to do for y'all listeners, considering that this is a respectful um, um radio show so you're going to hear some bleep outs but listen to my cousin words man he really spitting from the streets like he a gutter guy he don't do trap music he do real good music so shout out to my cousin Gotti. we gonna get to this first song it's called five minutes man i love this song since the first time i heard it i knew i was gonna like it so if you like this you like music shout out to my cousin Already on top, it ain't nowhere to go. Uh, 
just look at life from my perspective. When your back's against the wall, you know it's desperate measures. Oh, little homies making some big moves. Video shoots and interviews in my living room. Some of the baddest women in my swimming pool. Success the only target, hope I hit it soon. Diamonds dancing as they hit the light. Forty thousand for your advancement or a brick of white. Uh. Homie, we talking major pay. This what I gotta say. With just five minutes of fame. I say fuck every to this game. Back to scheming. I hustle anyway to make some change. So don't ask me why I came. I couldn't imagine being the same. It's irrational to blame me for the fact I do my thing. I only started with a zone. And I'm eight ball of cocaine. I got an issue. Jungle fever or Spike Lee when you need him. We can make a movie called Villain if it's starring me or do it like Boys in the Hood and let the car creep. Wear me on the car seat patrolling. Eyes lit up like some brake lights. A million is my state of mind. Even though it's taking time, I'm looking in my shorty eyes like, Who am I? Sometimes the truth can lie. Don't mind the star, I'm just shooting by. Yeah, MacGyver style, I ain't piping down. I just hit the studio, you know, write it down. Huh, I guess you rapping when this is in wait. That's all I gotta say. With just five minutes of fame, I say, For walking up my chain. Spark up this nerdy right. chain, cause this feeling just ain't the same, man. Yeah. I tell my mother I love her Grab a kiss uh-huh. and hug her For my sisters and brothers I do the same thing Shootouts round the corners from where I stay You gotta learn to ignore it Cause I hate shadows every day Yeah, my baby cousin She just caught a case She only 15 and got one on the way And we're back with Endless Wheel. I'm just, man, do you know, like, I, I I don't know how to say how excited I am just with what's been going on with me this weekend. And the fact that I'm here with you this weekend lets me know that what we've been doing is still relevant and still pushing people and still not, you know, what people keep saying we've been doing. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on, but what, you are, what you're doing helps let, let us know. That you're on the right path. We're not just saying do poetry, but we're saying, hey, here's an opportunity to be a part of what we're doing. That's what I'm saying, you know bro. I feel like you and Desan gave me that. Shout out to my cousin, too, Gotti. I, I love that song. I have five minutes of fame, and if I had five minutes of it, what would I do with it? So shout out to that. I had to right. play that first. But man, like with you and Desan really putting me and other artists under our wing to put others under our wing. Like, that's one thing that really stood out to me. Like, I'm showing you so you can show others. Mm-hmm. Is one thing that this Durham poetry community, uh, this triangle community is about. And it's not necessarily all the time. What can you bring to the table? It's what are what's your poetry influence in, on this table? Simple mm-hmm. as that. Are you influencing poetry? Bingo. Because that is what we are about. And it's not something to be frowned upon or... Um, looked as if it's little because poetry saves lives we've seen people bleed on these stages in the sense of the things that they've been through um and that's what's important man i um i asked a couple of poets the other week and i said um i said who is your design i said i have design and my question was who's your ride or die who you gonna go to when you need something or you need someone to ride with you out of town or who you pick it back a poem off of or who you who you paying attention to that you feel strong enough to be like, hey, I need to run something by you. You know what I'm saying? Who do you feel that would be the person that you would look for to 
in the future or who you gravitate to? Right now, it's my homegirl, Kid Kane. Shout out to Erica Thompson, Kid Kane. I've known her since the eighth grade, kid. I'm 31 years old. I've known her for a very long time, since I was like 11. And um, I met her in a trying time in my life. My mother was in prison. Um, my father was struggling with drugs. I just went to my third middle school in two years. And my eighth grade year last year in middle school, I met this beautiful person by the name of Kid Kane. We've been friends ever since. And it's so crazy how our lives have walked different paths, but we stay connected. Mm -hmm. uh, her, her birthday, she's like she was born maybe like six hours before me, bro. Oh, it's crazy. What? And, and I, we grew up on the exact same street, used to walk to school together. Like I would walk past her house, she would come out, we walked to school together. Like I said, six hours older than me, grew up on the same street. She's a phenomenal poet in Grand Rapids, Michigan, my hometown. And we, shout out to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where that music came from, too. Shout out to Grand Rapids. And for us to influence each other on the pen, if she writes something, she'll call me just to spit, like, on her way. I'm about to walk in here real quick, but listen to this poem. Think about it and call me later to let me know what you thought about it. Like, that's our relationship is friendship and commending each other's art. And we came from the gutter. Like, a lot of people think that I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful house and I have cars and a business. I came from the dirt. Like, I graduated high school sleeping on an air mattress for four years. Like, mm. my mother was in prison when I was in sixth grade. My father um, still struggled with drugs for a very long time in my life, like, right in front of me. I was emancipated at 14, like my father told me. I can't take care of you. You need to learn how to take care of yourself. Let's sign these papers, and now you are an adult. You know what I'm saying? So some people look at the bow tie poet, the persona, the pronunciation of words, and they feel like it was given to me, mm -hmm. opposed to something that I built myself to be. And that's something that I always try to um, put out there for people that know me so you can actually know me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Opposed to just this perception of what you see at that particular time. Like, if you go know me, actually know me. Right. I got you. I know um, for us, when we started wearing bow ties, it was a representation for one of the poets who had passed. Mm -hmm. um, Sean um, Keenan Gorman is why we represent, because he dressed up all the time. We was like, yo, can you dress down one day? He said, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and that was his thing so I saw you come along with the bow tie I was like okay another cat wearing bow ties and so now it's like we pay homage it's mm -hmm. like yo like this is a representation we can't we can't take Keenan with us but I can wear this bow tie that represents who he was um, and so I like seeing the fact that when you put the bow tie on, man, it, it does dap you up. You know what I'm saying? It make you feel good make about yourself. Make you feel yourself. good about like, yourself. That's what know? it was. It was a confidence thing. I remember crying about shoes that I have three pairs of in my closet now when I was a kid. I remember wanting, bro. Want drives me so much, man. And, like, that sense of outward confidence with the suspenders and the bow tie and the fresh haircut is something I wasn't able to give myself as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So I knew when I was able to give it to me, man, I'm, I was grabbing. I was grabbing, bro. So, so, so Tavi, um, why why poetry? Because it lets me, it lets me do. Mm -hmm. it, poetry lets me be creative, man. Like, it. I remember when I was a kid, I had a teacher tell me that you are gifted. Quit being a knucklehead. Okay. Um, I can answer this question with a poem. 
Poetry to me is a release for the emotions that I deep. I hold my breath and let my pen breathe. Close my eyes and let the word see it is my art. My poems are the blood pumping through my heart. They are expressions, my confessions, my protection, my weapon to help me control my aggression for tranquility. Poetry unleashes the will in me, helps me be me. It is a smooth breeze over a calm sea. It is my Reggie Miller at the garden taunting Spike Lee hitting threes. My Stevie Wonder making magic over piano keys. Poetry is a baby's first words. The woman in my dreams, perfect curves, it is love. It is that high without needing a drug. It is that conversation with granny followed by a hug. My release, my peace, just a piece of a way to teach those that can be reached with a way to discuss. And when I write, I get a rush. And when I recite, I feel touched by a feeling of not being able to get enough of this moment in my life. So I write, I am a poet. Yes. Y'all are listening to Endless Wheel, man. You t- you amaze me every time I hear what you're doing, man. And um, so... Tell us what's been one of the biggest parts about being a part of poetry and the art. Like, what do you remember? Like, what's the best things you can say you got out of it? One of the best things that I've gotten from it is um, just the influence that I've had on young people, man. Um, With being a teacher in the community, and uh, I've published countless books of kids at a very minuscule price considering the funds availability that their parents may not have so giving kids the platform of being published authors at such a young age is rewarding to me um going home and to see people i used to uh, sell drugs with and hustle with and be all on the streets and just do unruly things with and for them to respect that i'm an author and a teacher and a poet that does things to me you know what i'm saying i went to my high school that i got suspended from countless times for doing dumb things i was a knucklehead and for my high school to seek me out to come and speak there last year is amazing to me you know what i'm saying and i said that there for me to come and speak at this school a school that I was suspended from. I got kicked out of high school, had to go to alternative school, considering I was so annoying and unruly as a kid. Um, And for that principal to still seek me out and see the growth that I am doing here in North Carolina and say, William, we need you to come here and tell these kids how you were compared to how you are now so they can see you can make a change. That does something to me. And the fact that I, I know that you've been teaching in the Hillsborough area the fact that you can get the kids opportunities to actually do books, man, that's big. Like that's change. That's life changing. You can show them um, a different way of life. And the fact that you, they did ask you to come back to your old school, man. That, you know what I'm saying? You, you're making a difference, and a lot of people can't say that. You know, and that's one of the goals we try to say. We have to inspire others to be good, to be better, and what we were. And that's how what writing for me is. And I, I can see that's what it's been do- for you as well. So mm-hmm. um, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and take another musical guest. He's already done a poem. We're going to come back with another poem after musical guest. Once again, we're going to shout out to Gotti Adi. We're going to go back to Grand Rapids, Michigan right quick. So y'all give a shout out and um, enjoy this right here. And we'll be right back. All right. Why you worry about the next man? You should concentrate on trying to execute your name about the next man. 
Why you worry about the next man? 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 Why you worry about Look, the next man? I say I'm ready for combat. They know where my squad at. I'm holding the detonator. Don't be where the bomb at. My motto was here. Hey, go for that big shit. Beyond that, I'm addicted to getting paper, but they don't condone that. And it's yeah, let's go. You hate to see it. It's getting seeding, but I'm speeding up this freeway. Leaning in weed and trying to make way to these benches. So I hate if I'm eating. It's just me. Yeah, the one who never needed a reason. My sitting like apes out there on the deep end. We bees in. Black on black things. When we creepin', can't see in Just another product of the valley, yo Honey backy road with that Cali, yo Trust me, it's a fatty, though Riding with the ceiling in the trunk Screaming, yeah, hey, up me the middle fingers up Cause I'm not much of a conversator I'm just here to tell all of you fakers Bottom line, I need every dime Why you worry about the next man? Why you worry about the next man? You should concentrate on trying to execute Why you worry about the next man? Why you worry about the next man? You should concentrate on trying to execute Why you worry about the next man? 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 17 years old, 500 P's. Told my first plug, I piss 100 G's. Jealous in the hood, tends to follow me. Corn blowing like loud, came from AZ. Introduce the keys, beating Wu Tang, smoking in the Grand Prix. Black Tech 9, Tech between the seats. Chuck Taylor's with the Dickies, that's my Yes, they get many house, get my bands up. Yes, it getting hard, cause my bands up. Head to the toe, Pelly Pelled up. Detroit, Somerset, cheaper framed up. Red chicken, friend hard, and rock chicken pockets. Shorty's on car, rolling with the rocket. Well done, coming out of pocket. IMF, we a gang, whatever to get watching. We back, we back, we back with Endless Wheel. Shout out to my cousin, Marcus Gotti. Thank you for sending Gotti, me that music. Gotti, yeah. Shout out to cousin. I grew up with him. Like, on the streets, we used to buy freeze cups from the lady on the corner and for 25 cents. Like, that's where we grew up. Where you can do, it was real hot days in the hood. 25 cents and uh, make you feel uh Bro, cool. you can't get another 25 cents. Bro, nowadays you can't. You can't even get no bubble gum for 25 cents. Not at cent. all, man. I remember, like, the little... Uh, Candy, little candy jars at the corner stores where it wasn't even like official package. Like you, they put it in like the sandwich bags. Right, you? right, right. Yes, <laughs> penny candies and stuff like that. So shout out to Marcus and Penny Candies. That's what's up, man. Now, nowadays you got to have a, a license just to sell lemonade on the street. Oh my goodness gracious! That's yes. So um, we also got another special guest in here. Um, this young lady is gonna be helping me. Um, this is Grace, and she is in here with us. Helping us do the interview. Interview. Shout out to Influence. You know what my, I'm my host the other day has his co-host, his amazing daughter Grayson here, trying her best to hold her smile in. Right. That is amazing. She want to smile so bad. Go ahead, say something, Grace. Go ahead. Say hello. 
Oh, now you want to be shy. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. We going. <laughs> <laughs> we going. We going. All right. So, so what we're going to do, we're going to buy tickets. Okay. We're going to buy some tickets. We're about to bring Will back up and do a poem for us. But what we're going to do, we're going to um, ask, what do you think's next for you? What's on? What's on? Um, What's next for me is um, I'm in school right now trying to finish up these uh, these degrees. I went to college straight out of high school, and then I had my son and started working and starting to fall too much in love with um, money. Mm-hmm. So now to the point where I have made enough money to buy a house and take care of my kids, I need to go back to school. Uh, so I'm in school right now to get this um, psychology degree. My goal is to be a school um Psychologist. Okay. Um, with me being in the school system this year and last year, I noticed so many kids are hurt, man. Like real life hurt, not physical hurt at a band aid can cover up, but their lack of confidence mm-hmm. at such an early age scares me. And I don't mean to the point where I'm frightened by it, to the point where I'm worried, where kids are really waking up every day and feeling inadequate. And they're choosing to feel like this. As I was passing kids' papers out, they'll have an A on it, and they're feeling remorseful or, like, sad about something earlier that they can't even celebrate that momentary success of an A. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to school to try to dive into that and find out where it is stemming from and hopefully use poetry in that confidence Mm -hmm. and, and help young people realize that they're great. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let us get another poem from you. Um, out one of your books. Which book is this? This is um a poem out of my first book called Broken Perception. It's a, a reflection of um success and just me coming trying to come out the fire. Uh, this poem that I'm going to recite is called Working Man. It's about a man. Um, you, you, I'm not going to prelude the poem. Just listen to it. All right. I spit a poem to a man I work with on Monday. A man whose hand still bled from the work we did on Sunday, and when I was finished with my last line, I looked into his eyes, and he began to cry. I was shocked because this poem was not a sad poem, nor thought-provoking. It was about my daughter and the memories that I have of the first time our soul started joining. When she was born and her laughter I was holding, a giggle blessed by God, and was placed into my palm. This poem is called Moment. But at this moment, my memory's moment had a man broken. I must be honest, I usually never stop talking. I think my lungs are well past exhausted. But at this moment, words were forgotten. And he asked me, this working man, why am I working man? Acknowledging my talent of speech, being able to speak to the point that I can make a grown man, a working machine operator, 230 pounds, six foot three inches men shed tear. He looked up, eyes circling our surroundings, and he asked me, why am I here? Y'all get it for Endless Wheel again. Um, so the working man poem, um, why are you here? To write poems, man, I, I wrote that poem. I was working in this factory in Gardner. I was working in this um, factory in Gardner, and I was the very, very um, harsh factory dealing with a lot of welding and oils and metal fabricating. And I really didn't like it, but I had to make some money to, to provide. And I would always recite poems. I would always recite poems as I was um, working. And the guy that I worked with, he said, what are you doing? Like, what are you, who are you talking to, man? Who are you talking to? He said, I'm, I'm practicing these poems. And he said, let me hear one. So I shared a poem with him about my daughter. And he really started crying. And it kind of affected me because he was an older dude, too. I'm like, why are you crying? 
He said, man, you need to quit. Like, you, you know, you don't need to work here and ruining your body and your dreams and your talent because this isn't a place for artists, man. You go mess around and enjoy this money that we're giving you and you ain't going to ever enjoy your art. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I first started working here, I wanted to play football for NC State. Um, he's like 60 years old, said he'd been working there for a long time. And his father worked there and all of that. He said, I wanted to play football and my father told me I should just work. So I started working. And every day I come here, I wish I would have tried out for football. Mm. He said, you don't want to grow older and wishing you ain't try. And it just kind of affected me. Like uh, like a week after he told me, I ended up getting fired, actually, for something I didn't even do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was crazy how that transition happened. This man told me, you don't need to work here. A week later, I was arguing why I should still work there. Like, right. man, I didn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, well, we think you did something so stupid in middle school. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't even too pressed about it. But it was crazy how it worked. Mm-hmm. I, I can say um, I think what happens is we do get caught up in being able to provide and letting our art sometimes go uh, because we need to pay bills. Sometimes mm-hmm. art don't pay. Um, and one of our things, one of the things I think we have to continue to do as artists is continue to help get others gigs um, or continue to push others so they can find a way to make money off their art, you know, whether it's you doing books or find a way to get a feature somewhere or what, what painting or, you know what I'm saying, whatever your art is, how can we help do that? You know what I'm saying? So that's probably one of the things I would like to see us do more. Yes. Well, I see you doing um, with that's the what books. The show is for. That's what the right. show is for, bro. One th- I made this show for artists to get themselves out of here. Like, this is episode 20. I'm finally spitting poems. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm finally spitting poems because I, I brought 19 other artists in here try to get them to understand and for the audience to know who Church the Poet is. 104.7, y'all listeners here have never heard of Church, and if you have, there are some of you who haven't. So when y'all brought it, when I brought him in here in episode 5, there were some new fans of him now. So that's what this platform is, and I feel like that's the only thing art's for, is to create more platforms and more artists and things. And I read a Nikki Giovanni poem that stood out to me so impactful. It was like, um, we need more poems for the kids talking about getting them to write poems. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful how she wrote it. I wish I knew it verbatim, but in it, the title is Poems for Kids. We need more poems for the kids to teach to teach them that they can poem as well. Right. That's what's up. So what we're going to do, we're going to um, do a closeout, but we're going to go ahead and go right back to Gotti Adi um, with the, the song called The Message. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be back. We'll close this show out with the man himself, Mr. Endless Will. Vilmatic! Vilmatic! South Wizzy, what up? Ain't nothing changed, still the same nigga. Begin pictures, rolling up switches with the gang members. Reminiscing behind the vision of these Cardi lenses. See, when you start to get money, nigga, that's a different. Dead or in prison, they don't want to see your boy living. So I'ma push you to the limit, that's a given. Father, forgive him. It's a reason why he don't talk much. Just like my soul, start to leave my body when I spark up. Just hear me out. Avoid the haters trying to clear me out. Truth for the matter is, the verdict couldn't hold me down. Moving at velocity speed, they couldn't slow me down. 
black on black, LS 400, that's how I roll around. Golden child, definition of being young and wild. Conversating over a couple thou. Listen, this level we hitting, women we splitting. Vodka with crushed ice and lemon. Real life of a villain, strive for a million. Skyscraping, though I'm trying resilient. I can't deny another proposition, you feel me? I know the outcome is easy to acknowledge it. Vilmatic, the streets, y'all respect my conglomerate. Grand Rapids police say they have some good leads in their search for the man who wounded four people at a Southwest Side bar. A new Roosevelt bar on Granville Avenue in Grand Rapids. Close to finding out who shot into the open door of a Grand Rapids bar just after closing early. He was getting into his car outside the new Roosevelt bar on Granville around 2.30 Saturday morning when he was shot. We bet it all when we roll the dice. Light up as it in like your rhymes when they know you nice. Same ones you grew up with probably be the same ones that are envious. Is you don't hit me though, really though. Still wiggle city to city though. Rhyming, ripping shows, grinding, getting dope. Deep in the daughter cost a penny if you didn't know. Pouring up this henny, gotta chase it with the reefer smoke. This can't be it, it's hard to understand this. No, it's just stand, I got a plan to get rich. Longevity, that's what they keep telling me. Every move's a chess move, and I'm 10 steps ahead of me. Telekinesis couldn't reach as if they had it all away. Y'all the soul of Vilmatic, Vilmatic, I'm a beast, I'm a savage on the streets. Where the cabbage, I'm a fiend, gotta have it whole Team paper stacking, what you mean? I'm the captain to extreme for the rappers Red beam on the clapping, it's a mad mamma jamma, huh? I can't grasp it, I don't know what bring it out of me V-I-L-L-M-A-T-I-C Uh, 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 what up? Police say they are making headway and trying to find out the, the, who the early morning shooter is. They say they have some promising leads in the crime that left four wounded at the new Roosevelt Bar on Granville Avenue. I hear commotion. Uh, as far as I just hear people, hey, he's got a gun. And they came in, we locked the doors. He says one of the five security guards on duty closed the door, but people inside ran over him trying to get out. They rushed the security guard. The door came open because there's a push bar on the door, and the door came open. When that happened, the shooter outside opened fire on people in the doorway. Police say he fired six times, hitting four victims. There was somebody out here in the parking lot, middle of the parking lot. We are back with Endless Wheel. Y'all give a shout out to Gotti Adi again out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, with the message. Uh, a lot of things going on. Um, and we're just trying to get. Get ourselves back together, man. Um, so, oh yeah, shout out to Grand Rapids, man. I'll, I'll pick that song to play, uh, just because of the actual interviews and commentary in the background on the course. It's just like impact of what happens in Grand Rapids. It's a really rugged area, a lot of violence and stuff like that. We got got a tight knit family, so we always stuck together and try to keep each other out of the streets. Mm -hmm. But uh, growing up in Grand Rapids, I don't have guns. Got put to my head. I've been robbed for Jordans and really been put in a lot of at-risk situations so it really makes me feel good to be able to play my cousin's song who talks mm -hmm. about stuff like, like like that to be able to have a show holding books in my hand like um because I, I came from the unnecessary so that's why i picked my cousin out of all of the amazing artists that i know to uh represent me on this show because his music is super dope you know what i'm saying that's what's up so um ask you a couple more questions um so if you had to say one thing that you would change about poetry and one thing that you would keep, what would it be? 
one thing that I don't like is the slam persona. Like mm-hmm. I like slam poetry. I love the, um, the the vibe. I don't like the competition of it, uh, but I do know that that's a part of it. But I think people get too engulfed in the competition and the winning as if it means something. In real life, it's art. Like it's art. It's art. It's art. So present it for that. Be welcoming in that. Because um, I've seen slam poets who don't talk to people who enjoy their poems mm-hmm. because they feel like that they're that I don't know what, what hiatus that they put themselves on, but like I wish that that can be taken out of it. Like mm-hmm. the um, over reward for a slam. Like I just don't, I don't necessarily like that. Okay. I would say um, with that, I didn't start in slam, but when I moved to North Carolina, um, I did slam only because I wanted the opportunity to do three poems. Hmm. I say like, if I get past the first round, okay, cool. Get past the second round, okay, third round, I don't know what I'm doing anyway. So it was just for me to get a chance to get some stuff off my chest so I didn't look at it the same way other people looked at it. As the competition side, I just need to get up here and here's opportunities, another yeah. mic. The reason I say that too because I have a poem, I, I preluded it, I'll, I'll spit it after I, mm-hmm. I say this, but I have a poem about my daughter. I love that poem. And I'm not saying anybody has to love that poem, but I did that poem at a slam before and it got like extremely low scores. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I had just performed the same poem like three days before. And it was like a standing ovation. So it's like you can't have such a difference. You, see, you know what I'm saying? Like same poem, same same energy, same mm-hmm. everything. But, but considering the person holding the scorecard didn't like the poem. Right. And that's where my my... My qualm comes from because I have people coming up to me afterwards who are parents. It's like, man, that poem is amazing. A guy was telling me about his daughter, like, man, that poem is amazing. I have a daughter. It really touched me. Mm-hmm. But the people who was holding my scorecards and have kids. You know and saying? but you have to take it for a grain of salt and what it is. It's just those people judging. But it's not the poem they're judging. They're just giving a score. The scores don't really mean much. It's just opportunity to. When it, when it comes to slam, slam does have the competition side, you know, the scores and all that. And I've been known to go up on stage and start going in on the judges. And then you're going to truly, I don't really care about the score. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you go to it without, have you been to Southern Fried? Oh, yes. I've been okay. to Southern Fried. I've been to Nationals. I've been to some pretty. Um... So National Southern Fried competition is a little different. Southern Fried feels more like a family environment as mm-hmm. opposed to. The um, the actual um, PSI, which, you know, PSI, you don't know none of these people, mm-hmm. and they're from all over. Um, so I can see where that side, they don't want to speak to nobody. But I think Southern Fry's a little different, only because I guess I feel like I'm around That's family. That's because you know everybody. Y'all, audience, y'all be the judge. Y'all give me a score on this poem about my beautiful daughter. One of the mere moments that I hold on to my life. March 31st, 2008, 11.53 p.m. My eyes burned as they refused to blink and were red as fresh lit coals off of a Michigan winter campfire. I thank God for this moment. As my cornea was concrete stuck on that sight of right, a moment where you're just so thankful of life, appreciating every person's presence as we all stare in awe at this present. Better than that first Christmas gift that I can remember, my daughter is being born. And to watch that first breath, I swear to you, I feel like it transferred from mine to her chest because I so lost my breath and that moment gave me the mindset that I will give her anything, even my last breath. This is my baby. 
God's creation and most people don't believe me and sometimes begin to tease me but my daughter cried at that moment until I looked into her eyes because that look that I gave her reassured her that she was safe and she was mine I am a father now I can honestly remember each second thinking that this is a moment of perfection, saying thank you to God for this blessing. And as the nurses and doctors do their jobs, I simply stare at my me, counting toes on her feet and fingers on her hand. At that moment, I took a stand, promising myself to retort away from my boyish ways and make the choices of a man I must provide. And as she lay on the table and the nurses and doctors do their jobs, I began to cry. And I don't mean weep like she will do one day as she's skating outside and scrapes her knee on the concrete. No, I mean tears of pride because I know that I will be there for her. When she needs someone to dry her eyes, I will be there for her. And to tell her the ways of a boy, how they will do everything to try. So don't believe their lies. I promise myself to always, always be there for her. I then begin to smile. Because I know that I will never leave. Since at 11.53 p.m. that day, God blessed me with a better me to help me become a better me. I then begin to watch her sleep. My face so close to hers, I can feel the air move through her nose. And I say to myself, this must be what being kissed by an angel feels like. Mm. <laughs> Y'all give that. for endless will, man. That's... Yo, that's touching for me, the fact I'm holding my seat right now, you know. And men with daughters, like, we have a different responsibility, not just with sons, like, with daughters. Like, we have to instill in... Love. Right, right. love. Like, right. real... Real not, love. Not material love, not I'm going to buy you this so you can calm down love, but, baby, you beautiful when your hair is is rough love. Like, you don't necessarily have to look nice. We go into the grocery store type love. Mm -hmm. Like, the type of love that fathers have to give to their daughters is the love that I am happy to give to my kid every day. Like, she's only 10, but I am very aware of the view that she has and the view that the world has on her with her being a beautiful young lady of color you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying she talks about her hair and some girls at her school talk about her hair and she needs to, to be straight sometimes or her playing basketball and you can't play basketball because you're a girl and then she'll cross somebody over right now like so the the things that the world says to her mm -hmm. already is the love i'm so excited to be able to write poems like that and to have the love that i have for my little princess gotcha so i'll be honest with you i don't you can't score that poem so for those people who don't have kids, I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thank you. Don't worry about the score. That poem was about you. That's passion. That's your. That's your personal. That's like I. I don't know if I would have cared if they didn't score. I probably would have been like, "Fool, this ain't about you. It's about me." That, and you know that's why I asked you to host this because I, when I'm around you, you're so chill with the wisdom that you give. It's not you. you you're not teaching me. You are talking to me of growing up moments, like something like that. Like that poem is not to be scored, William. Just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I asked you to come in here and vibe with me, bro, because every time we connect, I just came to your barbecue and you so busy. You sitting there hosting, cooking, stuff like that. We ain't get a chance to vibe. But that's just the respect we have for like, hey, at this time, this is what I'm doing. When we can connect, we can connect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the things that um, I think I want to build with everybody in the community. I know everybody won't see that. Um, but when you get a chance to be around artists, take that opportunity to get to know who they are, you know, um, find out, you know, there's a lot of people you don't know. Like I didn't, we don't know what, 
how many kids or somebody has. We don't talk about that. But if you sit down with them and actually have a conversation, you know, you get to find out. I know you got you got young men in your house. I got a young lady, got a beautiful wife, you know what I'm saying? But if I don't ask these questions, all I know is, hey, the persona I see on stage from Endless Will. But no, I can say I invite Endless Will and his family to my house. Mm-hmm. That's a family. It's you know? real. You know what I'm saying? So I asked your mother about that. I said that on your show, too. I asked your mother, why church so cool with people or so reclusive of people? And she said, because he's he, he, he an only child. He ain't got no siblings. So when he like you, he like you. When he don't, he don't. And that's, that's <laughs> real talk. Ain't yeah. nothing to say about yeah, that. Yeah, when your mama say it, you yeah. know it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and in fact, if everybody that knows me knows if I'm genuine for you, I'm for you. You you can win or you ain't no losing around me as long as I'm around you. Ain't no losing. We're going to all win together. So Can I, can I spit a poem Go on ahead. somebody winning for me? I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife. Uh, we're we on the closing of this episode. We have Spoken Stories, episode 20, um, with your usual 20. host, Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, Endless Will. I s- took a seat back and let my good friend, my brother, uh, my mentor in this poetry community church um, interview me. And it's been fun to sit in this seat. Um, just the perspective from this seat is not as cool as the whole seat. I want my seat back. <laughs> yeah. I want my seat back, but it's all right. I'm a sh- but again, this poem, I'm going to share about my beautiful wife. I love my wife so much. She's so fun. She's just a blessing in my life. So uh, this poem was for her. I don't want a wife. I don't want warm meals as I walk through the door or laundry folded placed in my dresser drawer. And I definitely don't want your appreciation. Don't thank me. Praise me or even think of me. I don't want a wife. I just want you. I want you at your enjoyment without me in mind. Don't consider my feelings. Please just be you because I want you to be comfortable. I've heard that the person you are when no one is watching is the person that you inevitably turn out to be. So please pretend that I am blind as my eyes are covered to any and all besides the touch that you are willing to gift. Don't think too much about messing up and if you want i'll even help you fix it i want to be in your trust can you love me like your favorite things i ask this because everyone knows that favorites don't change i want to be that always picked those jeans that are ripped worn out a bit and may have a few unwashable stains but it is something about them the memories that they bring i don't want to be your husband that replaceable worldly burden i want to earn you forever I don't want you to have the pressure or suggested priorities of a wife. Can I fit in your life like those jeans that hug you just right? I want to be in your favorites. Place me on your mind's mantle of keepsakes right next to your favorite place of where you would vacate because when you're with me, your thoughts should be at ease. Sit back and enjoy love's breeze. Feet up comfortable without a care in the world. I want to be more than your husband and I don't want you to ever be my wife. I just want us to know that we will be together for life that's what's up y'all give a shout out to his beautiful beautiful wife man and endless wheel listen i know it's been fun man this has been a great yo i like to switch up man you need to switch this up every now and then you let me come on in here and do this again, <laughs> do this again. Um, we, oh yeah we got well, we got about five more minutes left man so considering i do want my seat back uh-huh. let me ask you one question in okay. these closing episodes is 
like how can you continue to drive so much in this community man like for you to be able to come over here and host you just said you was in Fayetteville for this particular show I know you're about to be hosting on Wednesday again at your show that you have regularly in Raleigh so my question considering life your your daughter um paying bills taking care of your house taking care of yourself like how can you why how why are you still so motivated to continue to push this art man um it's a good question. Uh, and the only way I can answer is um, I've been the passion behind it and seeing people grow. Um, lot, a lot for for me and as well as the sign. You know, I've been doing this over 27 years. And so for me to continue to keep doing it, it ain't because it's money in it. It's because I have a passion to see people be inspired through poetry. Um, and I'm... At, and at this point right now, I'm able to say something that some people can't say right now. Yo, we took an open mic for five years and finally are getting the, the praise and the recognition. City Open Mic Cafe right now is in the Indie Week best of competition. And there's only four of us. You are the only poetry open mic that's, that's in that. Though, for us to do something that to get people to recognize and vote for us. In the Indie Weekly. In the that's Indie real. Weekly. Yo, that's the best of. Like, this is why I'm, it drives me to see what you're doing with the books and performance and being Poet Laureate of Hillsborough and, and teaching kids. That drives me to see, you know, um, DS Will and what they're doing, Press Play, to see the young lady that's behind me, you know, Miss Butterfly writing her books and performing, to see all these poets, the Brita, you know, you got Crystal, you got Kingpin, you got Cat, you know what I'm saying, Chamber 7, you got all these people that are, have come to what, to see what we're doing and fall in love and continue to want to be better. That's why I'm doing it. And they branch from it. And they keep moving, man. Like, if you if you don't get a chance to see that, then you haven't actually been around the beginning of people's careers. Like, I got a chance to go back Thursday and see G throw out G Yamazawa with um, North Cacalac. Mm-hmm. He started at our open mic in Chapel Hill, Words of Wisdom, Mansion Four. Now he's traveling the world. He's traveling the world. And guess what he said to me the other night? Free sodas. And that's one of the things we had when we had Southern Fry. I was walking around, holla free sodas, giving away stuff to pre. And that's what he remembers. He started doing poetry at our open mic because he didn't want to pay $5 to get in. Now, look at what that changed out to be. Now he's an influential rapper. Right. Um, Killing the game. We got three minutes left. Man, shout out to all of these artists that he just named and the influence that elders and wisdom in this community continue to go. I don't mean elders in the sense of church being old because he definitely ain't I old. Am, no, I'm old. I he am de- 40 no, years old. I have no problem saying that, man. He still be trying to hit me up to hoop. I'm going to close out with this one last poem in appreciation to everything that he just said. Shout out to Spoken Stories, WHUP 104.7. It's your former host considering church done took my job. That's why you don't let people in your house. <laughs> no, they open I'm not your taking no job, They man. open your refrigerator without asking. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. He is welcomed. And here y'all go. Thank y'all for listening, audience. Y'all know what this is. Episode 20. Attention, poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of... 
Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's example of a fool because I can't follow rules. Educated more than a traditional school, hard knocks be my hallways. Doubt being the everyday and growing up to bare minimum wage pay is my anticipation for better days, but luckily I woke up. My eyes taking flight to insight, seeing in me so much while talents are my talents under an eagle's wings. I woke up this morning a rose, petals being pinned to paper, stem broken a little at the end to mimic the system that tries to keep us broken within while we are forced to unfortunately enjoy a sense you see. I've been sent to put sense into negligence and wake you up to your truth because honestly I'm such a big fan of you as my words play street curve to the routine of these roads I'm giving you a comforting hand to hold so I ask can I walk with you can you walk with me let's stroll past the whole old and learn something new don't assume that me speaking is preaching no I'm not here to praise I'm here to raise expectations as for generations of frustration leads to the complacency of separation in this week maze we call Sunday through Monday so if one day might even be today. You have a burden to share. Please place that weight on me. I promise you, poets, I'll listen. I'll unload that heavy that you hold so you can be free and feel the breeze of flying inside living in the ease. My only request is that you release all that heavy on your chest. You must confess all of that congest. Allow simile to soothe. Yes, be angry. Upset channel energy and let your pen move to the healing of a poem. Palm calms and creates this canvas of a conversation, a spoken masterpiece that helps push past your reach as poetry shared as a path for peace. So I welcome you and I'll put focus on to the painting that you drew my attention statue glued into the trying to understand the feelings that you are going through as emotions are expressed through written depiction. But most importantly, poets, I'll listen to you lift the weight of worry off your chest. So attention, poets and those who enjoy poetry, step up to the stage, allow emotions to be brave, share once transferred from a stage and put transgressions to rest so audience spoken story audience i look forward to who's next that's thank what's you. up y'all get it for endless wheel man and this has been church the poet with the switch up we thank y'all for listening y'all be safe thank you for listening to spoken stories